Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the 11th episode of Limerick Junior Soccer Focus with myself, Adrian Finn, and Aidan Ryan. Another packed schedule ahead for us this evening as we dissect last week's FAI Junior Cup action and the draw for the next round, the fourth round of the FAI Junior Cup has also been made, so we'll be going through that as well. Previewing the, reviewing last weekend's, excuse me, Premier Division games and previewing uh, the Premier Division games to come as well. Aidan, uh, plenty to talk about. We'll start with the FAI, as I said. You had... The teams that went through Fairview Rangers, uh, a scare, it must be said, against Charleville 3-2, considering they beat Charleville 6-0 earlier in the season, but they got through at the 2020 FAI Junior Cup winners. Pike Rovers won 5-1 away against Newport, which was a relatively impressive win, considering Newport were uh, high-flying in, in the Premier A uh, division. Somerville, uh, the third division side, so Division 1A side in Limerick District League, uh, overcame uh, the Premier A side, Moy Ross, to make it to the out-of-town stages for the first time in that in their club's history. And Ballinanti Rovers beat Kuna 4-0 as well in their tie. And Regional United overcame at Lunkert uh, Villa at Lee Estate. Now, we you know you were a busy man, Aidan, on, um, on Sunday, and you viewed two of those games. So do you want to fill us in? Yeah, I took in the um, at Lunkert Regional game on Sunday morning, Adrian. Really good cup tie, I have to say. Uh, regional deserved to win the game in the end but listen for long spells 60 or 70 minutes at Lunker certainly gave it to them and were winning the match went the goal down um, Paddy Hartigan scored a uh, long range 25 yarder uh, came back and equalised Christian Curley beautiful low shot into the, in, in the corner of the box They'll be disappointed with the second goal at Lunker Adrian because it was a replica of one of the goals they conceded in the Munster Junior game a few weeks back. A free kick, needless free kick, given away out wide. Same type of free kick into the box and um, the centre-half Cowper got on the end of it. 2-1. And I suppose at half-time, you'd have taken that if you were a regional, wouldn't you? You're going in at half-time and you're happy enough to be ahead. Probably generally in control of the match. Although Art Lunker were certainly uh, making a fight of it. But funnily enough, uh, the start of the second half, Art Lunker started to get a little bit stronger, I felt. And they had a golden 10 minute spell midway through the half, where they were putting a lot of pressure on the, on the uh, regional back four, by the way. He played a back four during the game. And um, I have to say, I thought they deserved the equaliser. Um, unfortunately for them, 60 seconds later. Uh, some poor decision making and they got 3-2 down on Duff really good finish but he had a lot of goal to aim at the keeper was lobbed from from outside the box and um, the fitness taught in the end physical the physicality of the, of regional and the fitness taught in the end and they ended up they ended up winning 5-2 which sounds very comfortable but to be fair to Lunkard I don't think it's a fair reflection of the game I felt for 70-75 minutes they were certainly well in the game but overall Regional deserved their victory, I have to say. That's the difference, really, Eden, isn't it, between the, the top sides and, and the, the lower divisions. I do remember playing regional in a tie myself uh, years ago. You were, we were one all until about the 65th, 70 minute again. Ended up losing 4-1. So that final 20, 25 minutes, maybe that extra bit of fitness does kick in, doesn't it, for the Premier sides? There's absolutely no doubt about it. And to be fair to Keith Curley, he, he did try to, to adjust the situation. He brought in a number of subs to try and freshen things up and get fresh legs in. Unfortunately, probably didn't have the impact he, he, he would have hoped for, but he had certainly no other choice but to do it because 
for, for the 60 or 70 minutes, you, you have that physicality of the Premier teams and you have that fitness and it does take its toll in the last 15 or 20 minutes. And um, to be fair to regional, they managed those last 15 or 20 minutes really well and, and deserved the victory in the end. And the second game you were at, I believe, Aidan, was the, the Balananti win over Kuna. And I was speaking briefly to Ian Connolly. They were due to have a two-week cup game, which was postponed or, for another week, which will be on, we'll say, Thursday week, tomorrow week. Uh, now, he did say that his side picked up a few injuries, so he wasn't overly disappointed that that was, uh, that was the case. But it sounded like another game which, which seemed uh, more comfortable if you're looking at it from the outside than it might have been. Yeah, it wasn't a particularly good game, no, Adrian. The, the standard of football wasn't great. Bad the first 20 minutes, Bala took an early lead. Same old failings for Kuhn, Adrian. We've been flagging it every week. A set-piece goal after 60 seconds, a corner kick, maybe two minutes, a corner kick. And it just wasn't dealt with. And they could have gone two down within minutes from an, another corner kick. A short corner, and then their backs turned and they were nearly caught again. Um, I thought Bala were comfortable enough in the first half. In fairness to Kuhn, um, started the second half a lot better readjusted things a little bit and later on in the match went three at the back and uh, took the game to ball a bit without, without ever creating anything now Kuna went into the game without Joy Sheehan without Niall Earls uh, suffered a couple of injuries during the match Gordon McKevitt had to go off they brought on a sub and he had to go off even after 10 or 15 minutes with a hamstring injury so Jeez. Little small things, yeah, little small things going wrong all over the pitch for them. Showed a lot of character, I thought, to keep going throughout the whole match, but never really, really threatened. I thought Bell and Enti were, were, were fairly comfortable without, without being their usual, their usual self. Kept the ball very well in the first 20, 25 minutes. Conditions were fairly heavy underfoot and that the pitch wasn't in bad condition. But listen, you're, you're coming into that time of year now where the, the ground is a lot heavier. Maybe the grass isn't as cut as tight as it normally is. So it does slow things up. So in the second half, I thought the game was a non-event, really. There wasn't a lot of flow to it. But it's it's all about winning matches, isn't it? And Balanenti be delighted they got through that game and, and won it. And, and, of course, they kept the they kept the clean sheet. And they had a couple of decent performances again. I thought Habida was very, very good up front again. Uh, really good movement. You know, scored again. Um and, and was a fulcrum for the uh, for the attack the whole time, um, but overall wasn't wasn't a great uh, a great game for the purists, I have to say. And the reward for for Balananti in, in the the fourth round in the last sixty four of the FAI is a trip to Cork against Everton. You also have Fairview Rangers against Manola FC of Mayo. Um, Somerville were awarded with a home tie against, although be it a very tough uh, home tie against Gory Rangers of uh, Wexford Regional, have either Coolrain or Longford Town Cruisers. Um, I haven't heard of either team. We get on to Pike have Peak Villa, who have a hundred percent record in the Tipperary Premier. That's that's a tasty affair, Aidan. Um, before we come on to that one, I suppose. I mean, you're probably going to say, no, you know all about this Manola FC side, but I've never heard of them, to be fair. But, you know, what's unknown can be dangerous, can't it? Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of sides in the last 64 that people <laughs> won't be familiar with. And listen, we've said before, it's cup football. But I think bar the Pike game, you, you know, you would expect all the teams, Adrian, to be reasonably happy with the draws they got. Um in terms of fairly going to Manola, it's all the season for, for me or football now at the moment, isn't mm. it? So, you know, it's it, they're at a disadvantage by playing a few friendlies and things like that. It's going to be hard to keep the, 
the momentum up from from the end of their season. Now they did beat Westport uh, on route to getting out of the area. They finished, I think, about fifth or sixth in the division, and they're that type of a team, a mid-table uh, Premier team that every few years they get a decent run in the league, and 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 they get they get they have been out of town uh, in 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 uh, in the FAI before. But you would expect, um, you certainly expect Fairview to come through that match, albeit maybe a bit tighter than people might think. Manona might put it up to them a little bit. Your, uh, your, your Longford Town Cruisers, a great draw for regional. Cool Rain FC and, and Longford Town Cruisers are from the Combined Counties Football League. Um, and listen, the standard wouldn't be, wouldn't be really great there now. And, and the good news for regional is, uh, whichever them come through. Uh, that game, Longford Town Cruisers are actually a Saturday team, so wouldn't be of a high quality. Cool Rain FC, I think, or are, are Cool Rain FC are a Division One team. They're not even a Premier team in the CSCCFL. The Premier teams would be more like, you know, Mullingar Athletic, Mullingar Town, um, and teams like that up there, Clara Town. So if Owen Duff doesn't come out with three, two or three goals out of that game. I'll be, uh, I'll be presently. Oh, oh, you are sitting, you are sitting really low for a fail. I love it. I'm, expect, I'm expecting Sean and the crew to come back with a five or six nil victory out of that. <laughs> and and meanwhile, hoping for a closer game all the time. Um, it's funny because I was thinking there when you were saying about you know that they're not even a Premier team when you were discussing that uh, Cool Rain FC. There's some fellow like myself up in Wexford now saying, I mean, who are Somerville Who are Somerville Rovers? They're not even a Premier team in, in Limerick. But, I mean, I suppose, look, no matter who Somerville got, it was only going to be a bonus. They didn't even expect to get this far. Yeah, fantastic. It wasn't a fantastic victory for them. Um, they were the division lord in my Ross. My Ross would have gone into that game, you know, favourites into that match. So... Brilliant for for Somerville to come out of it, and I think it's is it the first time in their history, Adrian? Yeah, apparently so. Yeah. Yeah, listen, what a fantastic achievement! Um, they have a home tie. Maybe they might have preferred an away trip. Who know? Who knows? Yeah. An old bus away, but they've got a tough tie, Adrian. Gordy Rangers have mm. great uh, great uh, credibility in the FEI. Um, and I was talking there to, to recently to a couple of Somerville lads and they, they were asking for information but uh, the only specifics I could give them is that I've seen Gory Rangers name in the last 32 and the last 16 the FAIs maybe for the last three or four years yeah but they were beaten by Usher in the quarter final there mm. uh, 2020 yeah. wasn't it 2020 Usher got to the final that year didn't they so that's right um, I think it finished I think it finished 3-2 Adrian mm. so listen Gory have plenty about them, and they're one of that. They're one. They're just one of those five or six top top teams in Wexford, like North End and uh, Courtown Hibs, Ferns United, uh, teams like that. That that constantly get out of the area in the in the Leinster Junior, you know, do well in the Leinster Junior Cup and do well in the FEI. And Gory's record in the in the FEI in the last three or four years, they've got out of the area nearly every single year, yeah. and and are great. a big big strong physical team. But they can play a bit of football as well, um. So it'll be a huge task, um, a huge task for some of them. But listen, it's a day they'll enjoy. Hopefully, they'll they'll, they'll make the most of the day. And there is there is still the threat of a, a cup shock there, but you would expect um Gory to do their homework and come through it, you know. And that game is due to be played in in the next couple of weeks. Uh, at the very end, the twenty seventh of November, at the latest. Um, which which we might might not suit Somerville Aiden, because their match against. Um, my Ross was actually moved out of Portland Park to 
to you well because of the pitch not being in great condition. We've had nothing but rain since, and it doesn't look like it's going to be any better in the next two weeks either. So, I mean, for them to have any chance maybe of, of being competitive, you'd be hoping it'd be on in Portland Park where you can make the pitch nice and tight. You don't want to be bringing Gory to, to you well. No, if, if Gory go to you well, it'll suit them. Nice big open field. It'll suit them grand, you know, and being a premier team in, in, in Wexford. And I said with the pedigree they have, that type of ground will suit them. Whereas, as you say, if it's up in Portland Park, maybe the tight confines of the pitch, big crowd close to the field, the underfoot conditions, you might get something out of it there. But really, really tough task for for uh, for some of it. But great that they're in this this uh, they're in they're in uh, they're in that round. Fantastic. I seem to remember you uh, bringing bringing Fairview Rangers. Was it as your time in Geraldines? You were saying to the to Richmond RFC. Uh, rugby pitch at the Gary Owen Green, so you'll know about that. Yeah, it's listen. You, you you take every advantage you can get. You do what you have to do to win. If if uh, if it comes to it and some of it can manage it, I would certainly look at uh, trying to play that game at home at all costs. Absolutely, and another team that are at home uh, guaranteed is Pike Grovers, and there generally isn't too many questions about that pitch. Uh, you know the top two to three sides in Tipperary always very dangerous. Aiden in both the Munster and the the FAI, obviously. Looking at the table, obviously, the only reason Peakville aren't top is because Clamell have played one more game uh, than them so far. So, a really strong start uh, from them. Um, you know, that that will be a, a tough one for Pike. That that goes without saying. Yeah, very tough game for Pike. I, I've watched, actually, Peakville quite a bit the last few years. Adrian been to a lot of their games. Um, an old player of mine, uh, Mike Ryan, who used to play with us at Jamesborough is uh, is in the Peak Villa lineup and still playing well in midfield for them. They have Stephen O'Carroll, Dale Lachlan, a lot of good players, a lot of high quality in that team. Play lovely brand of football. Maybe the big disadvantage Peak will have is that probably physically not very strong, whereas Pike are. But Pike will get a serious test up in the Pike field from them. I'm, I'm expecting a serious game out of them. And Peak have good pedigree as well in the FEI the last few years, Adrian. They've been reaching the last 32, the last 16, and they've reached the last eight, I think, in the last five or six years as well. Yeah. And they're coming force in tip, in my opinion. Um, touching base with the league. Uh, won the tip cup a uh, couple of years ago. They had beaten St. Michael's in the semi-final. So, serious test for, for uh, Pike. But listen, Pike are serial contenders in this competition. Know how to manage games. Have loads of experience. And their form over the last few weeks has been good. So I think they'll be looking forward to the fixture themselves. Yeah, definitely. And we'll be sure to discuss them uh, in more detail, maybe in just over a week when we're expecting the fixtures to be played. Aiden. And just a quick look back at the Premier Division fixtures that you know probably went under the radar due to the FAI Cup a bit last weekend. You had Ashley and Cody drawn one all with Nina. Uh, James were also drew one all with Crew Park. Um, both of those results combined mean that the, the top six is now sorted, maybe not the order, but it's sorted now um, and the split is sorted with Nina definitely making it through Crew Park's uh, we'll say challenge is, is now over. Um, Nina, speaking to the manager there as well, um, he was probably a little disappointed because uh, Liam Quinn was sent off after the hour mark for, for Ashton Anacotti and apparently Nina uh, squirmed a squat, sorry, did not score on a, a few occasions when they maybe should have. So, um, you know, I suppose it shows where Nina come, have come from as well. Obviously, they beat Anacotti recently in a resounding win in the FAI, but it probably shows where they're coming from this season and the fact that they're disappointed with results like that too. Yeah, and it shows the standards that the manager are setting as well. Um, the, listen, there was no way that they, they were going to repeat what happened at the cup match, uh, mm. Adrian, because 
you know, Ashing have been on a bad run recently, and I'm I'm quite sure they would have been working away in the background to make sure that wasn't going to happen again. And to be to be fair to Ashling, um, they, they they lost one of the pike the week before or in in their last league game, um, albeit they lost, but at least the 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 approach to the game was a lot better and they handled the match a lot better in terms of the scoreline. Um, but they're falling behind in the league now, Ashling. I think the fight is a five points now behind the leaders, Fairview and and Pike, and you're coming to that split where they're going to be playing big games every single week. So, um, they're in they're in a funny position at the moment. Um, they haven't won a lot of games. I think they're the game against Jamesburg, the Tui Cup, was the first match they've won in about six, maybe seven matches. Mm-hmm. Very good point away from home for Nina. I know maybe they're. A bit disappointed the fact that that with Ashing going down to ten men that they didn't take the three points. But I keep saying every point is precious in this league, and certainly where Nina have come from, they have definitely made a marked improvement to where they last they were last season. And we 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 were questioning that. I was certainly questioning that about whether they they'd be able to make that improvement. I think I questioned regional maybe on it as well. And to be fair to Bodham, they both uh, made that improvement, made the top six no problem, uh, just just breezed into it. So uh, I think Nina are, are in a good place at the moment. There's absolutely no doubt about that. In terms of the result for Ashing, I think overall a disappointing result. They might feel, with having gone down to the 10 men, that, that it is a precious point, and that's fair enough. But in terms of the league, it's another couple of points dropped. Yeah, absolutely. Um, probably early days, Aiden, but you know, if you're looking at it in terms of the momentum that Ashing and Cody don't have, per se... And then you look at the fact that Pike Rovers, as we discussed last week, have won all eight of their games so far. Tenth to win the big games, including the one against Ashing and Akali recently, where we've said again, how many times have we said it, that Pike just managed to win these games, even if they're not playing well. And given, obviously, Fairview Rangers winning eight out of their nine games, Balanti's still, still there as well. I mean, it might be too early, but it does look like it's going to be a huge challenge altogether for, for Ashing and Akali to maintain a, a title challenge anyway. Yeah, I think so. Um like you're going to go into that top six now and you're going to be playing those teams another couple of times uh, uh, for the rest of the season and you're going to be on your, have your, you're going to have to be on your game every single week every single week you're going to have to raise your game to uh, to very consistent heights and Nina and Regional have proved that they're capable of taking points off of off, uh, some of these teams and Ashley could be the ones that could be targeting in terms of maybe jumping a place in the league so big Big task ahead for John Lysett and and uh, and co out there, and the way the form is with Pike and, and Fairview, I can't see Ashing making any dent in terms of the top two. Certainly, maybe top three or four. It's it's quite possible, but but Bella have been on a decent run as well, so um, it's going to be tough. I can't say I I did my homework last year, Aidan, in terms of the points tally between the top and the sixteen before the split or just at the split. It's six points now at the moment between Fairview and Nina. Now, Fairview have one game less played. Also, have taken into account that Pike have two games in hand as well on, on Nina and Ashley Anacotti in that as well. Um, I suppose, is the hope that it will be a lot tighter than last year? Well, that's obviously the hope, really, isn't it? That it will be tighter and more competitive than it was, we'll say, towards the end. Yeah, well, you'll be looking for these these uh, teams in the lower part of the top six, as it were. To, uh, to go to the likes of Fairview and go to the likes of Pike and take something off them. I mean, th- that has to be the ambition, surely. And to be fair to, to the managers and to, the, to the be fair to the clubs, Nina and, 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 and Regional, they've shown a desire to get into that top six. They want to be there. So 
they will be uh, they will be measured by that. Now we've said it before. We'll be measuring them against their results against these uh, top three or four teams. And uh, I'm I'm quite sure. Look, when uh, when it is finally done, the top six and the and and the bottom six, they'll be looking at the fixtures and they'll be seeing where they can target the points. And hopefully they'll set their teams up to cause a couple of surprises. Certainly. And at the other end, in, you had Jamesborough and Crew Park drawn. I know that there was probably disappointment in, in Jamesborough who felt they, they may have got uh, all three points uh, from this one. Um, you know, Crew Park, we did mention it. You know, it was going to be a long shot as to whether, you know, they, they would get into the top six. That's definitely been ruled out now. So attention, I suppose, for, for Crew Park and Jamesborough as well, with only four points between the two of them, will we'll turn to, to trying to be the best of that bottom uh, five sides as it is now. Yeah, I, th- I think in fairness, it was probably a, a vital point for Jamesborough, Adrian. The last thing I wanted was, was Crew Park pulling ahead of them uh, by another few points. So the fact that maybe Crew Park are three or four, is it four points, I think, uh, I think it's four points ahead of Bordeaux in the league. Yeah. Which is which? Look, is you can still catch that. It's quite attainable. Um, Crew Park, I, I, like I had them kind of tipped to make the top six. Their early season form is very promising. They look like they're on the uh, on the right track, but they have fallen away badly in the last uh, four or five matches. Just and three wins stuck- from ten, in, in just three wins yeah. from ten overall. Yeah, yeah, it's really poor form, and like so, some of the wins. Um, some of the wins in the last few weeks have been in cup games. All right, they, they beat Fairview, which was a fantastic win in the two-week cup. And after that, I think the, the only victory they had was against Munger D or Munger B in, mm-hmm. in the Munster Corner Cup. And other than that, they haven't seen a win in the league. So their form is very concerning at the moment. And I've also flagged the fact that they've been missing a lot of players from the squad. They've been coming in and out of the squad. Maybe some have been injured and maybe some have been not. And that would be a concern to, to Albert Slattery. I've absolutely no doubt about that. And it'll, it'll be tough down there in that bottom six because Kuna, Charleville, Mungrish, Jamesborough, they're all going to be scrapping for points. It's it's going to be cutthroat stuff down there, especially in the first few matches at the start of it. So um, I, 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 I'd be worried for Crew Park given their form at the moment. Jamesborough, I think Jamesborough will improve, Adrian. I think Shane and Strength, the squad, he's done it already. I think uh, the team is very young. They have a lot of pace in the team, and uh, I think if they can add a few goals to the game, to their games, they'll be they'll be okay. I think they'll pull out of it. One team who'll be hoping that that certainly isn't the case, and that Jamesborough don't improve significantly will be Munger Regional, and who are obviously at the foot of the table as we speak. It doesn't get any easier for Mungers. Um, they have Regional United away in what's a, a bit of a, a bit of a derby, um, uh, of sorts anyway. They play on Saturday night out in Dora Doyle. Um, you know, it's it's you know it's not do or die in terms of this game for for Mungret, but really in, in in the next few weeks of the season, maybe going into after Christmas because there isn't much left in it either. Uh, you know, Mungret can't just be looking at draws now. That it's, it's kind of almost going, you know, if, and for the want of a better expression, going for broke and, and trying to to get a couple of wins. They might as well nearly lose five or six nil in games now going for it. I'd say. Yeah, they 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 need to get three points on the board. You know, it's it's it's. It's a thing about morale as well, Adrian. You know, you're coming up to that period before Christmas and you want your morale going going well over the Christmas holidays before you come back. And listen, Rich, in fairness to Richie Burke, I know he'll be working hard on the training ground trying to get the team ready for this game mm-hmm. like he does with all games. And 
You just need a little bit of a little bit of lady luck. Sometimes you make your own luck, Adrian, but you need yeah. a little bit of to get you over the line. I don't think they've won a game on the pitch. So it's 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 very important that they um they get three points uh and, and, and get more points on the board. And listen, I'm gonna say it again, a point wouldn't be the worst result in the world. No. Three points three points to be a huge morale booster. Regional in decent form at the moment. They're they're at home. I think regional at home, aren't they? So yeah. they're going to be on artificial pitch, which are regional are well used to. So again, it'll it'll be tough enough. But you know, maybe is there an opportunity that... there for uh, for them? I suppose, Ed, and we know there obviously is an opportunity in every game you play. But because regional are so sure now of obviously being in the top six, don't really have obviously title aspirations. I know Sean Russell will have high standards in his first season, obviously trying to win every game. But, you know, you never know with Claire psyche. So, Munger have it all to play for. Regional, maybe not so much. So, I suppose there is an opportunity there, isn't there? There's an opportunity to get something, yeah. Even if it's a point. The, 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 the other thing is that um, Regional's farm, you, you just don't know. Like you say, psychologically, fellas can, can tune off knowing that they're in the top six already. But the, the other thing I wanted to say was that the, the recent league game against Fairview, Munger lost 2-0. You know, and Richie did set him up defensively in that match to make sure that that they were trying to get a clean sheet obviously out of the game and to be fair Tim you know I know I, I've said before you, you don't get uh, you don't get kudos for performances but he might be able to take something out of that into the regional game yeah. and say listen we had a decent shape about ourselves we held out for long periods can we do the same again and maybe counter attack and pick up something and that's what he's got to cling on to and keep the team disciplined keep the morale up and who knows, they might they might get something out of it. I know he was disappointed, actually, uh, Aidan, from speaking with him earlier in the week, that Alid Harkin is missing for the game uh, this week. He, he said that that's a huge loss as the, in the games recently that they were playing and they were competitive in. He was actually playing Alid Harkin further up the field as, as a number 10, and I suppose with that experience... And that you know, you know yourself from probably see, seeing the player that bit of skill he has, you know, that it would have been... You know, even though he'd be in the advancing years, it would have been a big player to have in a game like this. So, so that is a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, a big blow. And you, you listen when you're down there at the bottom like that, you can't afford to be losing big players like that. And listen, Alan Arkin is a very intelligent footballer. Um, having worked with him before, there's no problem playing him in that role. He mightn't have the legs of old, but he can read the game. Very good use of the ball, and of course, he's brilliant at set pieces, as you know, Adrian. Brilliant at corner kicks. Avoid brilliant at free- that end as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we have um, to move on now, I suppose, Nina and Pike. It feels like Nina and Pike are playing each other every three weeks. I don't know if it's, a, it's about if it's, I'm the only one thinking that, but Pike Rovers will obviously be, be desperate to keep their, their 100% winning record going. Uh, Aiden, I don't know, like, I, I can't remember the last time that I've seen a team, if they went through the whole first phase uh, with, a, with a 100% record, that would be an achievement. But Nina have, have been solid against Pike in, in a lot of ways. I know you saw Nina, actually, against Pike earlier in the season. Um, and he said they gave away a couple of soft goals. Obviously, that'll be something they'll be hoping uh, won't occur again. And maybe third time lucky for Nina against Pike. Who knows? Yeah, well, the thing is, is is whether they've learned from the last few games, Adrian. As I said to you before, the game I saw, I felt they, they were defending too deep in the game against Pike in the first half. And in the second half of that game, they pushed further up the pitch and I thought they were uh, they were a lot better. They gave away two, two really poor goals and uh, set pieces. Really cheap goals, so I'm sure they've they've earned out that. Um, it's a home game from home tie. They're in great form at the moment. 
traditionally, as you know, look, Nina like to get the ball in the floor. They like to open the pitch and they like to play. I, I, I would, if I was them, I would certainly approach the game like they did the, the second half of that cup game, the last game, push, push higher up the pitch, condense the play a bit more and maybe give Alan Sheen a chance to dictate the game a little bit. But Piker and Gray Farm, Adrian, aren't they? You know, just grinding out wins. Like you said, the, the game against Ashton, last minute penalty, grinding out another win. Um, big through Park in the league, 4-0 comfortably. Going out to Nina on Sunday, you know, an absolute banana skin of a match. Yeah. Or sorry, Newport. Even where Newport are, three goals up after 20 minutes, even though they get a man sent off after that. Manage the game, see it out. So professional. Steve again starting to come into form again. Walter Lachlan as well, big player from Eden. I was just going to say, Adrian, the players are coming back. Colin Wanchalachlan back, really good player. Um, squad looks a lot stronger. He has a big squad, as, we, as we've uh, flagged before, but just, just the actual bench now is looking really strong. And um, the, only, the only thing I'll go back to is I don't see a regular goal scorer there in terms of the league that's going to score 25 goals for you. Like like Conor Lang, as I said, referred back to him before, scored, what did he score? 30, 32 goals in the league. I don't see that happening. So, they're going to need goals from around the pitch. But listen, Pike are good at set pieces and they have a few box players like, like McGann that can get into the box and do third man runs for you. Like look, Walsh Lachlan. So, um, a tough match for Nina. Pike will grind out results. I, I think they'll grind out another win here, believe it or not. It'll, it'll be tight, but I think they'll grind it out. I do think so as well. Would you be any bit surprised with a with an own Henry in header or a one 0 victory there for for Pike? It really wouldn't surprise you at this stage. Um, our fi- our final game to preview Aidan, for the the weekend is another Saturday night fixture actually, which takes place in Cork, Charleville uh, versus Ballinanti. Uh, a total free hit, it must be said for Charleville Aidan, who maybe will be looking forward now to coming into the second half of the season. Uh, you know, playing against all the teams uh, around them. They have a home uh, tie here and they'll be, you know, they'll take a, a lot from that spirited display against Fairview last weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You said it yourself, they've been beaten by uh, Fairview 6-0 in the league. Mm-hmm. So to come back and, and uh, give Fairview game in the cup, 3-2, but it's cup football and you're back to the, the mundane efforts of the, of the league and we've been saying time and time again, they've got to go out and try and keep a clean sheet. They haven't been keeping enough of clean sheets. Conceded 24 goals in the league, Adrian. Mm. You know, Adam Castle might might be reasonably pleased. One, two, drawn two. Is it last last five, I think? With yes, the eight right, yeah. yeah. So he might look at that and say, listen, we're doing okay, and that's fine, but you've got to get out and pick up points in the league now. And every every single point is precious. They're meeting a Ballinanti team that have been tipping away nicely enough. They'll be delighted with that FAI draw. They've been drawn away to Everton, so they'll be they'll be happy enough with that. A team that I think that they'll they'll be favourites to beat. They're into third place in the league. Um, I think Ball have only lost once in the league this year. Is it one out of nine drawn a couple? But their form is decent. Uh, it'll be on the Astro. I I uh, obviously so I think actually big open pitch out there. I think that will suit Ballinanti. So I think Charleville will be in for a tough match. Will can they bring the form they showed in the cup, Adrian, into the league game? Can you be that consistent? And that'll be the test for Adam Castle and, and his players. And listen, they have some lovely talent out there. Young McNamara, Owen Clifford, Shane Dillon. You know, a lot of talent in that in that squad. 
but they're just, in my opinion, leaking too many goals and they've got to tighten up and make this a contest like they did with the Fairview game last weekend if they want to take anything out of it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to throw this at you on a, on a final note and this is something um, that we certainly haven't even spoken about, but because the top six is now uh, copper-fastened and the, the bottom five is as well, and, and I'll go first here, we're going to take a stab at who you think is going to win the league in the second half of the season and who is going to finish top of the... We won't go on about relegation, we'll go positive first, but who will finish top of the the second uh, five uh, teams in, in this league? I'm going to go for, against my better judgment of the way Pike Rovers play and, and the way they get results, I'm going to go for Fairview Rangers uh, to be league champions by the end of this season. Um, the second part was ext- extremely tough. I mean, there's only four points between Crew Park and Jamesborough, who are second bottom, well, third bottom with a prospect in it, but second bottom in, in the playing teams right now. Um, I, I, I have a hunch that you might go for, for Jamesborough. I'm going to go all bets on and, and, and back Adam Castle's Charleville to finish at top of that, and that, that will be a surprise, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, you caught me on the hop. No, I haven't had a chance. <laughs> I knew that. I, I, uh, I think Pike will win the league. I think they'll grind it out. I, I was very I'm very torn sus- on that. No, I was very torn on that. I'm, I'm, I'm still suspect that that fear of your defence. I, I still have reservations about it. Paul Danner won't thank me for that. But listen, it'll be great motivation in the dressing room when they're playing Pike. I think Pike will grind it out and and um, and just about get over the line in the league. Uh, as regards the bottom six, I, I, I'm going to have to. Uh, preface this by saying to Adrian that I've absolutely no time for a trophy for finishing seventh. Oh, oh you've made your feelings very clear on that all season. <laughs> I, I, I just cannot fathom it at all. I've no time for it. It's redundant. But if you're going to push me on it, I have a sneaky feeling that James were going to improve in the second half of the season. And there's nothing between those um, that bottom six at the moment. Um. And there's no bias to Shane O'Hanlon involved there. Yeah, yeah, there's a bit of that. Maybe the heart is rolling ahead a little bit, and I'm putting Shane under a lot of pressure now. (laughs) They're on, they're on seven points. Crew are on, I think, eleven points. Crew on seven points. Charleville on eight points. You know, I think if Shane gets in the few players in December. If he can get in maybe another two, and I know he's actively trying to get another couple, I think they could finish top of that that pile. If not, I expect Crew to grind it out. I was going to say that. I was going to say that because, like, obviously, if you asked us this question three or four weeks ago, and you were we were told maybe or five six weeks ago that we were told that Crew wouldn't make the top six, we would have thought that it was because they only missed out by three or four points. But it's just because of the lack of momentum they have is what swayed me to go for someone else. But you know, I suppose as you said, they you know if they can get any bit of form together in the second half of, of the yeah. season, like you'd imagine they'd be favourites really. Yeah, well, the, the other thing I'm going to say about Crew, Adrian, is they're into the semi-final of the two-week cup. And mm. I think that will be vital in terms of their league form after after Christmas. Um, if they can get into the final of the two-week cup, I think it'll, it'll give them huge momentum. Um, and I, I, I think they might keep their league form going as a result. If they're beaten in the semi-final of the two-week cup, I think that momentum might drop. And it might it might affect things in terms of training and stuff like that. So um, you know, it's it's I'm 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 covering my my uh, my angles a little bit here, all right. But uh, 
I have to say the whole thing doesn't interest me anyway in terms of uh, giving a shield to uh, a trophy to the team that finished the seventh. Now, so, sorry for being so bland about the whole thing, but that's how I feel about it. Yeah, and I hope, to be honest, that uh, Munger Regional will pick up a, a couple of results and make it really interesting. And then maybe in a couple of weeks we can put our, our head in the chopping board in terms of a, a relegation uh, candidate. But um, that should be that should be interesting as well. And my thanks once again to Aidan for his in- insight into all things uh, Limerick Junior Football. Um, and obviously we hope to see you again next week, all of our, our loyal band of supporters for, for this podcast um, as we discuss all, all the Premier Games and whatever is in the news for Limerick Junior Soccer for next week. So thank you for joining us.